Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. I don't know why I'm trying again. <laughs> this is Knowing is Half the Podcast. We're doing Series 2 G.I. Joe. We've got an excellent episode this week. I am Ray Stacanis. For God's sake, let's start the show, everybody. I'm Gina Valido. I'm Robert Clark Chan. That didn't even go in the right order. We are well, just... Well, I, yes. I, I was trying to get it going because it's, usually it's Chan that holds us up in between. So, guys, really quick... I've tried to start the show three times now, and Chan and Gina only want to talk about the architecture of this living room. I bring it up not to talk about it more. I will put this entire conversation, all of it, you will catch my misery. No. I will put it at the end of this episode. It's quality content that you all want. You guys tell me after it's over, hashtag quality content, or hashtag dear lord, I'm sad I listened to that. Hashtag straighten that couch. Hashtag straighten that couch. I'm curious of the 16 minutes from... uh, uh, Last week's episode will go on the back of that episode, uh, or if that'll just go away. We we'll had sixty minutes out. of last That's week. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I hit uh, record, and then something happened, and and we didn't start the show for a long oh, time. Oh man, you better not put any sensitive information on there. Though. I do try to flag it for sensitive information, but I was tracking the couch conversation. In all its entirety, to make yeah, sure that there was nothing sensitive. sensitive no, I was said. aware no, because I thought it was part of the podcast. <laughs> that is upsetting in more ways than you can express. Anyways, guys, we're talking about an episode of G.I. Joe Series 2 this week. It's called Bioc, and it was written by Christy Marks, who, as previously said in the previous episode... Hero. Hero. Hero, hero writer of G.I. Joe. Champion. Brought her back. Yeah. She wrote Captives of Cobra and The Synthoid Conspiracy, parts one and two. Both of them two-parters. Fine episodes in their own right. <laughs> oh, oh, very, very good episodes. Also, last week's episode had, had a lady playing a pivotal role. And this week's episode has a lady doing more stuff than we've seen her do in all of oh boy series two. I will say that I was not a fan of her of, of her this in her in this episode. I didn't think she did anything particularly. She exactly she didn't yeah. do anything. She, she was, was not Lady J in a thing. Yes, Lady J as we know it, and we remember her from Pyramid of Darkness when her and Flint get trapped underneath the pink bubblegum stuff, mm-hmm. and she has the javelin that she makes the bubble around them and goes to the surface saving both of their lives. But that Lady J is nowhere to be found in this episode. But here's the thing. This episode does start out with Lady J taking charge and saying, here's, here's some new ass technology 
which having a woman talk about military technology yeah, I like that. is a cool way to start. Let's let's set this up real quick before we get into it, because I'm going to get the F into this. Okay, so we start off with the, the cold open is a Cobra attack on a Joe base. And G.I. Joe's doing a great job of defending. However, three Cobras, it's a fully automated defense system. Three Cobras get through the system and end up in the bunker, uh, in the hangar, I should say, where Lady J is talking to a couple, I would assume, government contractors, defense ministers, whatever they are. I do the heck like we that we're here. still we're transitioning out of the time when uh, remote control was the uh. Thing. Chen, you you take Wait. the floor now because I know this is your big Wait, deal. Wait, what do you? Everything in my apartment is still remote control. No, no, no it's back in now, the, but not in ninety one. You no, know, I yeah. mean my my TV is on two two little cars, and I drive mm-hmm. it into my room by mm-hmm. remote control cars. Yep. My that my shower is I there's just two remote control cars uh-huh. in my shower that deliver you your shampoo and yeah and yeah soap. or or I stand on them and uh-huh. it, it pulls me closer to the hot water. Guys, you think she's doing a bit? This is really how she lives. I've been there. I've seen my apartment it. is just wall to wall remote controlled cars. <laughs> All of her cats are on Roombas. They don't walk. They just sit on the things and go around. But they love raw cat food. I would point that out. No, just one. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, yeah, like back in the 80s, like I distinctly remember that being uh, n- not even just like as um, uh, like, oh, here's a remote control toy. It's fucking awesome. But like, le- or they would they would sell it as like, like military organizations, um, you know, like you have uh, guns, which are great, and then lasers, which are even greater, mm-hmm. and then remote control is the peak of technology, and eventually just became drones and every day, and like we murder people halfway around the world uh, with no consequences to any of us. Uh, but like back then, like the concept of remote control was so amazing, and like it's fun to see this uh, transition point where um, it goes from like remote control to like yeah computer controlled and like, like all of, well not even not ai that's a t- totally different thing but just like um computers uh, controlling a lot of the stuff kind of like when uh the first uh, uh apollo rockets took off like shit man they didn't have computers right <laughs> they had people crunching literally crunching those numbers by hand uh and then they had to like you know like flip switches and now you know for the most part i'm pretty sure like the computers run the shit so uh bad things don't happen to them but do the computers have a sassy ai personality I think this oh, is. No. I think that when like people will eventually be talking about self-driving cars, the way we talk about this '80s technology, where it's insane to us that there, that everything was remote controlled. And it I was, believe it. Yeah. But I, I I think that in in. I mean, it, it probably. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be generous and say 80 years from now. Uh, you I mean realize, after football has uh, left? Yeah. After um, after the next generation of football is no, is no longer a thing. <laughs> But I think like 80 years from now, there obviously there will still be people who remember cars that that aren't self-driving. But I think people will be talking about it like, dang, you have one of those non-self-driving cars. That's crazy. That's crazy because World War Three happened and I drive a stick, <laughs> a literal, literal stick. stick yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, that's my bit. That Thank doing. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, the three Cobras uh, interrupt Lady J's speech to these defense people, 
But haha, they get shot by the general. Remember that big old boxy device that they had? It was it's been the center point of a couple episodes of series two G.I. Joe so far. There's an AI inside the general protecting the hangar. All three of these Cobras get their weapons shot out of their hands, but it turns out those are members of the Joe team, and it was all a ruse. It was uh, all it was yeah. all not a ruse. It was a ruse to they're, us, the audience. They were putting a show on, for, on a show. for the government people, which, by the way, I liked this because it also turned on its head. I was talking how last episode, how a lot of the Deke era shows just throw you into the action with no context. Yes. And this turned it on its head because they threw you into the action, but it wasn't the action you were expecting. Correct. There was a twist to the action where it wasn't I what you thought you were seeing. I liked it a lot. I also liked the fact that Skydive, the smartest man in the episode last episode, he turns around smartest man in the episode this episode, and he says, I don't know if I buy this AI stuff. I don't think I want computers automating my guns. Yeah, he just... And he's, he's right. He's just the, the smart guy, I think, in general. But also, I, I wrote, ooh, this is an AI app. I like the, I like this. Yeah, I, this, I like this concept. Spoiler alert, this episode <laughs> is basically Avengers Age of Ultron, the G.I. Joe Series 2 episode. But <laughs> everything about this I thought was clever. Also, the AI that's invented looks a lot like Professor X. I sent you guys the screen grab of that. We'll talk about him in just a sec right <laughs> no, there, because he looks like something very people. different to me. Oh. <laughs> uh, we cut to the orbit of the Earth where we see a Cobra-branded satellite. I'm already loving that. Like I love when Cobra gets garish with their stuff. Mm -hmm. And we learn that there's an AI named Biok. That's what this episode is named off of. And we don't actually find out what... Do we find out what Biok is? I was going to say, it's B-I-O-K. B-I-O-K. All caps. So it clearly stands for something. But they never tell us, I thought I missed it. Jan, do you remember? No, I didn't see I don't think they ever actually said... Extra props to the yeah, writing because wow. I don't need to have a bad acronym. Yeah, there's a biologically intelligent organism of chaos. I, I feel like this is a thing that ended up on the cutting room floor. Maybe, and you know what? Good, good cut. Uh, so here's the deal: Biok is a bald. It's a, it's a, it's, it's basically like a Max Headroom kind of a character where it's like uh -huh. a head on a screen. Yep, and he's bald and he has an elongated neck from time to time, so he looks like a giant penis. He looks like. <laughs> Chan, back me up here. He looks like a giant penis. I'm looking at the picture, and no, you have a weird yeah. penis fixation. Um, yeah. No, yeah. get, get to any one of the shots where his neck is roughly six inches long, no, look, and he looks like a giant effing penis. If I didn't see it, and everyone knows my mind is constantly in the gutter, You're I'm the one that myself. constantly points mm -hmm. out butts. Yeah. If I didn't see it, it's not there. Guys, I'm going to screen grab for you. If Chan doesn't find it, I'm going <laughs> to grab the picture where I went, oh, shit. That's a penis. I'm but, looking at multiple pictures here. Yeah. His, there are scenes where his head, it's just his head. And with his neck not in the picture, he looks like Professor Xavier, as Gina pointed out. But when he, they, they for whatever godforsaken reason, show his <laughs> foot-long neck. I do not remember this. Right also, it just went from six inches to a foot. Does I don't Ray, think you know what penis is. Does Ray have a boner like? right now? <laughs> well, I, happening? Listen, he got very excited and it went from six inches to 12. I think Ray just admitted that he has a foot-long penis with a face. That concerns me. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. 
Cobra Commander is very impatient. Of penises and boobs with good friends we can't lose. Chan, find that picture for me. <laughs> Cobra Commander is very impatient. He's like, why is this taking so long? I we love this. I loved it. AI personality. We find out Destro. Cobra Commander insisted the AI personality be based on his own. And anybody could tell you that's a terrible, terrible idea. But here's the thing. All like, first of all, brilliant. Because if you just had a normal AI not based on a person, you would have to justify everything that happens. Mm -hmm. But with this one line, we justify everything. Everything. And I will say that this is the, this is, this episode more than any other episode made me miss OG series G.I. Joe. Sure. Because all of the characters have the attitudes that they had in, in original series, maybe with the exception of Lady J, as you pointed out. But the, I've complained before about how, how (coughs) Deke era, Destro is is a, a, is a, a weenie, yeah. and he's always so deferential to to Cobra Commander. It's like he's a different character. Yeah, and he's also so dumb. He's, but he's very dumb, and dumb he's here. very. The second the Cobra Commander complains about anything, he's he's oh my god, I'm so sorry, Cobra Commander. Oh god, I'm such a wiener. And this, <laughs> he is back to his true self of calling Cobra Commander an idiot. Doing it in veiled, smart ways. And then when Cobra Commander's like, I, it sounds like you just called me an idiot. He's like, that's exactly what I was calling you. It was and great. I, and I wrote at least twice in my notes, OG, OG Destro. Yep. Well, we, so this is all triggered because Skydive, <laughs> the character says, I don't like AI. I don't like computers. At which point, Bayok gets very, very angry at Skydive and wants revenge on him for shit talking. I do not like this human Skydive. Uh, that is Gary Chalk, I believe, if okay. uh, IMDb is to be believed, who also plays Pathfinder. Oh, uh, and how good is that? Also has so many credits that I, I had trouble scrolling back to wow. find his old stuff because he's still working. Aww. He's uh, he's excellent in this. He's episode. got north of 400 credits. Wow. Uh, just in acting alone. And it's just a mixture of like live action and um, uh, voice acting. And I, I, I don't recognize his face, really. Can you can uh, define this Biot character? Because I kind of saw him as sort of like a, a, a highfalutin vaudevillian type of character, the way he just presents himself and says things. I First of all... <clears throat> First of all, I this this I wrote right off the bat. This was a good plan because because Cobra Commander's original plan is use this AI to infiltrate all the computers in the world. He just Bioc just gets sidetracked by his very petty dis like hatred of skydive. Yep. But the original plan was a good one that again felt like an original series GI Joe plan. Yep. Because mm-hmm. because lately the plans are all just like we're gonna storm this thing or storm that thing, and this felt like a oh shit yeah that like that's that's a good evil plan, and then to add this layer of he's an AI but he has Cobra Commander's petty ass personality. Yep. Yeah. So he throughout the episode thinks he's much smarter than everyone, thinks he's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. So this is this is like if if a smarter version of Donald Trump was 
plugged into a computer. Well, this happens later in the episode because I and I thought it was fantastic that Cobra Commander and Destro are giving him orders, and he's basically like, "I don't listen to you," and then just goes off screen yeah. for like apparently hours, and then comes back, and Cobra Commander Destro still still trapped in the room. They're just like, "Oh, thank God you're back." He's like, "No, I'm just back because I have more to say to you." And, and it's yeah. just fantastic. And also right off the bat when he says, I don't like this skydive, Destro, again, because this is smart Destro, not stupid Destro, Destro goes, you're an AI. You shouldn't dislike anyone. Mm -hmm. And that's the first indication that, uh-oh. Something's wrong. And Destro gets it immediately. It's smart Destro. I miss smart Destro. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. When they laid that out at the beginning, I'm like, okay, I can see where this is going. Uh, but honestly, uh, like the writing is smart, but Gary Chalk fucking brings it. He brings it in the uh, show. He, he slowly builds up the character. It, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's like, I, I'm just, uh, an AI and then it starts getting more and more personality. And by the end, yeah, he is like friggin' like Harry Mudd from Star Trek. Just like, that's a great analogy. Over the top and, and it's fucking great. Yeah, that's a, I didn't, you know Harry Mudd is I was reaching for kind of exactly who I thought he was, and that's also like the Doctor from Lost in Space, the original series, uh, uh -huh, yeah. the pain, uh -huh. the pain. That's who I see this guy as because uh, he's just he, you're right. He just he starts at a certain level and keeps heightening throughout the episode because that's what good performers know how to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so the plan right now is Biox taking over all the machines that he can get himself inside of. So ATMs, mass transit. He's crashed the stock market by shutting it down. He's also real real funny and sassy when he takes over that ATM. Yes, he is. And then he also says, This ATM is permanently out of order. Hail Cobra. <laughs> then he and spits then he the car. And spits the car spits at the, car the lady, which makes her scream. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, and also, and also, please, tell Skydive that I don't like him and I will use him for target practice. Hail Cobra. You know, it reminds me of that, that character's just like, Yes, uh -huh, uh -huh. that's what I'm getting out of that performance, uh, this, and I love it. This is the point in my notes where I wrote in all caps, "This rules," mm -hmm. and yeah. I can't remember the last time I've written yeah. that about friggin' GI Joe. I just have here, yeah. "Biok is rad" in all caps, and I think this is around the first time that I wrote, "This is the shit talking Destro I remember." Yes, so we've established already that Lady J was inside the general. A machine that has the AI in it, so she is now trapped inside. How is that not an acronym, by the way? This is still fucking GI Joe. Yeah, with the dumbest like shark. Yeah, uh, SHRC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked it up because I was like, man, this must be some dumbass long acronym for something. No, it's just general. They just stop caring at GI that Joe point. General, like GI Joe doesn't already have fucking generals. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, what I liked about it is that the fact that the only reason Biok took over the general was to attack Skydive, who he just really does not like. I yeah. do like that he likes Lady J because she likes technology. I'll let you live for now. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, you like technology, so you're okay, but Skydive is super dumb. And I put in here, I put a well, now they're being, now the general's being attacked by the G.I. Joe planes. And I'm like, well, why isn't Biok just taking over those planes? We get justification yep. for that later in the yep. episode. Oh, wait, hold on. Here it is. You like computers, so I will let you live for now. 
There you go. Yeah. But we get justification because Christy Marks is a badass. And she yeah. says because there's no computer systems inside these vehicles. Yeah. So he can take over these vehicles, but not these. And this all holds up. I'm looking. I, I don't even care whether or not I believe there's no computers inside these G.I. Joe vehicles. For the sake of the narrative, it works. And yeah. I don't care. I'm no, I, fine I, I, with that. Because I've never thought about it before. So yes. it's not directly contradicting anything that came Thank before you. it. Yeah. Uh, here's what you were looking for earlier, Gina, I think. What's wrong with that thing? I fear its artificial personality is developing into a real personality as vile and untrustworthy as the one it was based on. Hey, you said it was based on me. Precisely. That was that it. Was strong. Uh, yep. Strong moment. Yep. That that was their old that was their old banter that I love where Destro's slightly too smart for him. And then he clarifies it, and it's and I love it. And then there's another one later that I'll that I'll bring up that's even better. Love it. Uh, Lady J has a really weird line where she's trapped yes, inside the, it's the so general, weird. and they're going to attack her, but they're like, "We can't attack the general." Lady J's inside, and she says, "My life doesn't, doesn't ma- matter." I just wrote, "Damn." Whoa. It's no use. Forget about me. Stop by a and stop. General, any way you have to, my life doesn't matter. This is wow. why I don't like Lady J in this episode because she is just like I, I can't do anything. Oh, and I just sit around, around wait to be rescued, and like yes. I'll sacrifice my life for the good of everybody. Uh, yeah, mm. I, I did not like this, but I will say it seems to be it seems like a necessary part of the plot that she can't figure out her way out because if it was something that she could save herself from, then it then all the other stuff is moot. It could have been literally any other of these idiot GI Joes. Yeah, in there she could have been the one outside That's trying true. to you know but then she could i feel be like the it's a, but then i feel like it's a catch 22 because she is she is given a lot at the beginning she's the one who's touting this new technology so if you want it to be a technology versus the guy who's distrustful of technology like you know speaking from a story standpoint she should be the one that's hoisted on her own petard if she had just done something like uh cuz skydive actually does uh he has a shit together and he's like, I'll, I'll distract the AI and, and we get that wonderful interplay. And it's sort of like a, the the cool thing about this, like a lot of the best old uh, Cobra plots, is that they sow their own seeds of destruction. Uh-huh. Um, and so like th- this thing um, just can't get off how much he hates this one dude and gets distracted by it. If she were also in the general being like, Oh, thank you so much. And like, uh, here, let me tell you about all the ways that you're cool or in some way uses that. Then I would have felt like at least she's contributed. I mean, like she could have contributed, but I will say that it it has to be Skydive who ultimately takes him down. Correct. Yeah, no, that I'm fine with. Uh, but but I mean the the other way to go, which like would have been to make Lady J the one mistrustful of technology right, which doesn't that, seem like it's in her no she's, she's always the, had yeah she's always had weaponry that was very cutting edge and very high tech so at that point it's either don't put her in the episode or maybe make her one of the people that that follows the bird and and goes away but i will take her being in the episode more okay fair. even even if it's even if she doesn't ultimately do anything versus not being in the episode but i i think that whoever is trapped in there has to be the person that touted the technology. It's got to be. And also can't be the person that beats the technology. It's fair. 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah. let's get to more uh, competent Destro because we cut back to Cobra Commander and Destro. Where Cobra Commander wants an ultimatum, and Bayok tells him, "Oh, shut up." And I laughed uproariously at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bayok is now in control, and Destro immediately. Supreme Emperor. Uh, oh, shut up. <laughs> Great read. Uh, at which point Destro says, "Oh." Okay, we're not in control anymore. Smiles to Bayok, turns around and uses his bird drone to make contact with G.I. Joe. Which this this was my one issue with this episode. Because, really? Because this is, no, no, no. I love Robot Bird. I love that it's him partnering up with, with the Joes because it was an unexpected twist because this could have easily just gone a very straightforward yep. Bayok takes over. Yep. The Joes have to stop him. Cobra Commander is bummed. But I love this twist, except when the hell did he record this? That is my in uh, my notes here say this is plan B. Like he if something goes wrong, yeah. this is this is I'm not gonna like send this thing out to like a dozen different Cobra uh um uh-huh. uh cells or whatever. I'm just gonna send a a, a boobo to G.I. Joe. And they'll take care of it. Now, this. it is weird because there's a bunch of Cobras stationed at that base who could have also done the task. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a little weird. I mean, I guess, I guess, here's what I will say. If, you know, since it's smart Destro and he was forced to model it after Cobra Commander, he probably knew there was a high probability that it would be temperamental like Cobra Commander. Sure. And also probably didn't know what parts of... like the Cobra base he would have infiltrated. And you know what? To that effect as well, those Cobra troopers that are guarding that base, not the most effective troopers, they might have been fooled by the final ruse as it goes down. That, that's that's true. They might have been true. tricked by that. So like he if, doesn't if trust you it. definitely want. So so yeah, but I, there was part of me that was like, so he recorded this beforehand in preparation, which I guess I guess I'm willing to suspend my disbelief in an otherwise almost perfect episode. I'm <laughs> this, willing to suspend my disbelief. This might have been one of those situations where there were were extra scenes of like uh Here's plan, yeah, plan B, yeah. C, and D, and they all fail. Like, oh, God, okay, well, fine. I got to do this. That was also what I thought, too. It seemed like there was one ste- one scene missing yeah. that probably her first draft had in there. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, we cut to <laughs> Skydive showing up on, si- on set because uh, the general is there. Lady J's there. The army has now shown up, like the army army, not G.I. Joe, but the army. And they're ready to blow up the general and Skydive. And we have a classic trolley problem here. In mm-hmm. that uh, the general is about to launch a bunch of missiles at the city and kill a whole lot of people. Hold on, are, did uh, are we yeah. uh, this turning after. this into a good place podcast now? <laughs> yes, like I asked for earlier. <laughs> yes, in the chats, I was like, Kid, I'm fine with us being uh, going back through and watching all of uh, Good Place again. I like that they brought the trolley problem back in the finale. Uh, fantastic! Oh. I really enjoyed that. That's a good show. It's it a is show. a really good show. Uh, but we have it here because it's like, do we kill Lady J or do we let them blow up the city? By and the which way, which lever rate, do we pull? Ratings wise, good places not did not never did well. But I'm glad they kept it anyway. Too no, smart for its own good. No, me me too. But com- comparatively, like it, it it sort of just goes to show you because ne- like we are worried that the unicorn won't get picked up. Unicorn ratings much better. 
Wow. Keep going, Unicorn. Also, very well written. Could I point that out? <laughs> very well written. <laughs> you I mean, swear I Christy ba- Marks was on we, staff. We base all of them off of old G.I. Joe. Up I, season <laughs> 8. I'm waiting yeah. for it. I'm waiting for the when Bioc takes over the Unicorn's world. Yeah. Um, I pitch it every week. Every week they fire me and throw me off a lot. <laughs> I sneak my way back on. It's Hollywood. <laughs> it's very Hollywood. So Skydive figures out, okay, let's delay... Since we know that this uh, the G.I. Joe team is going to where the bird is taking them to blow up Bioc. Yeah, I feel like we glossed over the fact that that the bird shows up and then and then the yeah. the Joes sort of they they see a message from Destro, which they take a second to try and figure out if it's a trap. They realize, no, we'll trust it. And then they go wherever this bird is taking them. I love that. Which, yes, is like Bubo from Clash of the Titans. Love it. that bird. Well, he, Skydive says, what if I'm going to, what if I insult Bayok more and we can just keep doing a, a snaps battle back and forth of basically Yo Mama jokes. Which, like, by the way, he since he has Cobra Commander's mentality, he buys into it instantly. He goes on tilt. And he just keeps call, making, making, like, insults about how we're, humans are apes, hairless apes that crawled out of the mud. Oh my god! But I also They're appreciate, so yeah, that uh, that a Biox says I because Cobra Commander's like, why are you doing all this stuff with Skydive when you could be doing these other million things? And Biox says I can multitask in so many words. Yeah, but yeah. except we see no evidence that he can. It seems like the longer this episode goes on, no. he starts focusing almost everything because we don't yeah. see anything else happening. I in mean, this episode. We, we can assume he's still he's still throwing ATM cards at ladies all across the globe. <laughs> I but guess. also, but also, so Destro and Cobra Commander are are trapped now. They're, because, they're trapped because, inside the base because yes. Bioc is like, bitches. I don't want you interfering with mm-hmm. my my dislike of uh, skydive. Skydive, but still competent Destro. He inter- he can interfere anyway. And then and then I need the entire sound pull for when Cobra Commander is saying that they're being punished. Yep. Uh, hold on, this first. And you're nothing but a hairless monkey. <laughs> I love this it. Is, uh, yeah, what's and skydive is like, oh, you're just a super you're an overgrown arcade game. That's you know what? That's solid burn. That's also good. If like you're that. if you're an AI, that would be offensive to you. And I can appreciate that skydive doesn't even bat an eye with all of these Bioc insults coming I, at him. He but I go also appreciate the voice the voice actor gave it a little pause. As if the yeah, AI he's thinking is about going it. through the insults. I yeah. Like it. yeah. I think a worse voice actor would probably, like, it, it probably was not written into the script. Yep. He probably did that as the, as the read. That, that's, yeah, it's it's just a level above what we're used to on the yeah. show. And, and he does great. it later, too, when he comes up with another, mm-hmm. with, with the crawled out of the mud. And they <laughs> still come up with a good reason to go to an exotic location because the Cobra Bioc temp is in a Mayan temple. Yeah, which looks a lot like... Uh, uh, Every other Mayan temple we've seen on this show, yeah, but at least it's I'm a different to think place. Of what the specific one with the human with the human ape things. Wasn't oh, the, that the one? prime primate primords. Maybe I think that was what they were called. Sure. I, no, it was the jungle trap episode, and it was wonderful. Jungle trap. Um, okay, trap. so now we all just you told GI Joe our secrets. I'll have you punished. Cobra Commander, I can think of no greater punishment than I've already endured. Locked in a room with you for hours. I'd rather be boiled in oil than owe my life to G.I. Joe! I sincerely hope you get your wish. And soon. 
I mean, that's it's, rad. It's all, it's, I, I literally wrote in all caps, old Destro is back. He's back. <laughs> He's uh, back. Until next episode. I, I know. It's so disappointing. It's going to be He's extra hurtful. Good, he was such a good character, always slightly smarter than, than Cobra Commander and always ready to insult him with no... Like I like a few episodes ago, I don't remember what episode it was, but when he was groveling and sniveling, it, I took it as a personal affront. <laughs> That's the cool thing. There's always an undercurrent in, in, in early Destro in Sunbow Destro that he can walk away anytime he wants to and be fine. Yeah, he's never he's, he's never, never afraid Cobra. of mm-hmm. Cobra. No, never. And I think that makes that character strong. This this Destro also strong. Other Destros, yeah, mm. but I like that Christy Marks knew she. I she probably went in and said, "No, this was how he was when we wrote him. I'm just gonna write him like that." And the people in charge were like, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, they don't. They don't. They're <laughs> right not I, looking at the character right consistency. Write him in a tutu. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. GI Joe will return after these messages. That's right, it's William the Refrigerator Perry. The fridge is You can get a free fridge. Here's out. Select five fridge certificates or call the number on the certificate and the fridge will tell you how to get in on the action with only four certificates. There's a $1 handling charge. See details on specially marked G.I. Joe packages. Watch out, Cobra. Fridge is coming through. Go, go! Now, back to G.I. Joe. I mean... I'm ready, you mutated simian freak. <laughs> you mutated simian freak. Because Skydive says, uh, 1v1 me, bro. Meet me in the barren pit, bro. And <laughs> and and Biox says, yes. What is this stupid human thing, one-on-one? <laughs> I do have a soft spot for... Is this what you Earth people call blank? Yeah, that yeah. thing of like aliens yeah. who don't understand. Also, so he's like, so disgusted, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. What is this one on one? Yeah, and it's great though. And I just wrote here, I love Biox voice acting. Yeah, I love it. I wrote it the second time because it's so effing good. It's gonna be real sad to go back to other episodes after this. You mean the 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 final episode of a Metalhead retrospective episode to end series two GI Joe, which I. I know we're all excited for. Oh god! You know, also no metalhead in either of these two episodes, and I think that helped as well. <laughs> I put that out there, and I like metalhead. And that's me saying we've had a little too much. No, this this to me, yeah, it just felt like old old school. And we even get cool GI Joe because GI Joe sees that there's cobras at the base. They have to ambush mm-hmm. them. They use good tactics, and they take out the cobra team. They have to put a disc in a drive, basically, and press a Hold button. Hold on, there is this oh, sequence yes, which is dope as hell. How did we get into this mess? You ask, what would John Wayne do in a situation like this? You ninny, he'd wait for the director to yell cut. Again, I love Brilliant. that toxic masculinity Damn. guy is taken down. Damn. I just, I also, that was the next thing I actually had right here is what would John Wayne do? I love it. I love that this guy is so, like, if he was written in the 80s, he would be the hero. But because he was written by a woman in the 90s, he is a douchebag. He's a dope. Mm-hmm. And he I love it. He gets taken down a peg it. repeatedly. And he gets called a ninny, which I think is an underutilized <laughs> insult in the world of today. I love it. I'd like to go back to calling people ninnies. In fact, I guarantee I'll be calling people ninnies on Facebook at some point in the near future. And when you guys see it, you'll 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 see it. 
<laughs> Thank you for it sounds like not threat. asking us to support you in any way. Shape, I, I thought about it honestly, and I said that's probably it'll step too <laughs> far. Much, yeah. Um, this is where we go. Okay, GI Joe enters the base to put the disc in the thing, mm-hmm. and this is where Cobra Commander and Destro both appear on the screen and say, "Hey, dude, uh, you guys are good. Uh, we actually solved the problem. Bioc is dead. You guys can go ahead and just get out out of here." Don't worry about your mission. Yeah, this was this was very cool. Very cool. Uh, uh, and and also, yeah, just just a very a clever thing for Bioc to do, a clever thing for the cartoon to do. Not even needed mm-hmm. in the plot, even a little bit. Yeah, this they, is, they, this they is a could flourish. Have literally, just just put it in and and destroyed him. But yep. it's a good bit. This is a little bit like the end of Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty when you're and the mm-hmm. final steps to infiltrate the base and the, your comm officer. Spoiler alert for this game. Oh, God. Your comm officer that's been directing you through the mission the entire time starts saying like weird shit and it's like, <laughs> okay, dude, turn around, man. We made it. We're done. Mission's over. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, what the? And so you keep going and he keeps saying weirder and weirder shit about, I don't even remember what, but it's fucking weird. And it really freaked me out when I was playing at one in the morning when I was much younger. <laughs> and I, and all of a sudden like, oh, this is an AI that's been leading me the whole time and now realizes I'm too close to actually, he thought I would fail this entire time. Oh. But he kept putting me in rough situations that I got out of, spoiler alert. Oh. And now he, I'm too close, so he's telling me to leave. F this AI, I need to finish the mission. It's the same shit here. This came first. Great job, Christy Marks. I'll say it freaking again. Also, this whole sequence, when he's when he's trying to fool them, when they see through it, and then the the His even the animation see- sequence that follows, was I, crazy. I the- was like, this is dope, dude. I love this death sequence. Yes. Can we talk this over? We could be friends. I'm not a bad guy. Once you get to know me, this is just like humans. I try to bring a little order into this world, and this is the thanks I. Yeah. So, so, you know. <laughs> What's crazy about that is he goes from being his normal like Professor X head to like yeah. a weird smiley face. Yeah, yeah which is a, which is like a low rent like two bit version of, yeah. a, of as he's dying, which I thought was super clever because cool as, as he's dying, yeah. he can't keep up the image of a human face. He's regressing. Mm-hmm. And and also, by the way, this I mean, I could be totally off the mark here, but his ending, what he says of like, I'm a I'm a nice guy. If you get to know me, this is so so like you people very to me, very much like a toxic dude talking to a woman who doesn't (laughs) want to go on a second date. Yeah, like that Uh. was I instantly was like, oh, I'm a nice guy. If you get to know me and then you say you know what? That that's probably true. I don't want to go on another date with you. And then they immediately go, "This is so, this is just like a woman." And that whole his whole ending sequence, I was like, "This sounds like a dude that you're trying to not keep going out with." <laughs> and then they give you every reason why you were suspicious and prove you correct. Yeah, and they go yeah. through all the they try they try to be sweet, then they get defensive, and then they lash out. And it was it followed <laughs> it to a T. And I and I. I would like to think that's not a coincidence that it, it was Probably written not. by a woman. I read it as uh, like uh, Hal powering down. Uh-huh. I, I felt uh, that way as well. Yeah. Because like sort of what that whole thing was, was that like uh, 
they created the program, the AI to like help people. And then it got these conflicting orders and it kind of fucked it up. Uh But then like once they were like shutting down its higher brain functions, it became like simpler and sweeter. And, you know, like um, there, there probably was a point where the, well, before uh, uh, Cobra commander got added into it, where it's like, I'm, I'm, I do things, and, and then uh-huh. uh, it's just got uh, as, as all those things got shut off. He's just like, "Hey, no, wait, no, oh!" And then, uh, except for the one little bit of him that remains, yes, and with, just, yeah, we have the Ultron little... problem from Avengers: Age of Ultron. I mentioned earlier because if one piece mm-hmm. of him survives, then he can come back to full strength at any time. Yeah, and just like in Ultron, where they had him contained into one unit. They have him contained into one vehicle here in the 1v1 scenario. Mm -hmm. And the the aspect of this that I actually appreciated is the fact that once we got to this point, most shows would have some sort of a back and forth sequence. It would have the the, the AI uh, being a good pilot, getting over on the great pilot back and forth and we'd have some drama but here because we're celebrating skydive and gi joe he just beats the shit out of him yeah he just flies around doing anything he wants to and blows him out of the sky with almost no repercussion whatsoever His last words poor biox last words go away leave me alone and then he blows him up. <laughs> it was so effing rad. What I was just he? Loved did he it. say at the end of the other one? Did he say you know? Like yeah. he's trying to he's trying to form another yeah, sentence, but he so, dies. I like yeah. it. It's I like great. it because it makes me want to know what was he gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so we 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 kill the last vehicle right there, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the episode. Yep. It's There's so really good. like no big laugh at the end or anything. It's just mm-hmm. we've had this very impressive Ultron level threat, and we have uh-huh. defeated it with the help of Cobra. Yeah, you had one of one of the smart bad guys teaming up with the good guys. Yep, yep, much yep. to the chagrin of Cobra Commander, which is a classic <laughs> thing that happens in original GI Joe. Remember, the Baroness helped them destroy Destro's yep. castle because she, he was a dick to her. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's the same. And actually, I do appreciate that. And and th- because we're talking about competent Destro, mm-hmm. when you say like it's weird that he had this plan to send this bird to GI Joe and had this pre-recorded message, I think there's a very when Destro put this Bioc thing together, he's like. Like, especially when he puts the AI of Cobra Commander in, he's like, there is a high percentage chance yeah, that this, this could thing, go to shit. This could go sideways real fast. Yeah, I yeah. better have a full plan already in gear or we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I, now that know. we've recapped both of them, I agree with Chan. This was my favorite. The last one was my second favorite. Boy, I, I'm still going to lean on the first one. A little bit more, and, and and they're both like very very high in my yeah. estimation. Don't get me wrong, but because of the fact that those twists got me all the they way were, to the end, they were good twists. I'm gonna, I, I thought that they were both really good original stories. They yeah. both had something unexpected, but the the banter with Destro. It was excellent. To uh, me, put put me over the top. The last one. The last one had the strong writing. This one had strong writing. Plus, uh, the, the killer Great. work yeah. with Gary yeah. Chalk. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That what? Yeah. They just didn't have to be there. No. It just was. Yeah. It just added another level of great shit. So yeah. Deke got lucky. Yeah, they did. I would say yeah. maybe they just put, they had a little bit of money left over from previous episodes where they didn't do anything right. I don't didn't even, pay anybody. I don't even think no. it was that. I think that there was probably a good chance that maybe Chrissy Marks didn't even take her quote or something. Maybe she was maybe. in a dry spell, yeah, had, well, had some scripts left over that she knew she wouldn't have to do much work on. Yeah, that's what that was. And they happened to luck out with a, 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 that voice actor. You know, yeah, 
I well, I mean, that dude is, he was a regular on the cast. Just, uh, oh, that's um, right. That's right. For some, somehow the voice director went home and they're like, <laughs> well, I could actually like, do whatever I want, add some artistic, <laughs> uh, you know, element to this. And he killed it. Yeah. Just straight out. Yeah. Like, yeah. He understood what this character was. And then I think he took it to an extra, extra level. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then, and Chrissy Marks knew how the characters should be written and knew what their true essences were. Yeah. That's so, what we're saying is I wish they would have. Put a big check in Christy Marks's hands. I mean, and just let, let her write, write all, all of, of them <laughs> because she is by far. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a surprise that she also wrote excellent Sunbow episodes. Came here and wrote excellent episodes of this version of GI Joe because uh-huh. uh, they didn't bring back a lot of the writers. Did we they ever? Just didn't. Yeah. Did we ever? I, I forget, and I know he touched on it, but but Buzz never went back. To my, I, I'd have to relook at it again. I don't think Buzz ever came back. And I no. wonder if it was because they didn't ask him or if because it was it, they were they were trying to lowball him or... I believe they wouldn't pay him for the Deke ears. They did bring him back for Resolute and okay. then ended up not using his stuff and uh, like I, I think they, I believe that's he correct. didn't get credited but he still yeah. uh, had a he strong had an hand in it. Yeah, I'm very curious if, if it was, if it they thought just his quote was too high just for, well, for the DQs and they wouldn't pay it. Almost assuredly correct, um, yeah. but also like, I, it wasn't head writer but it was, you know, the, the, the story editor, I forget the exact title that Buzz had, uh, yeah. a managing editor or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, but he, to, to be a, a leadership position like that and then potentially be asked, can you come back to the same property and just like write one episode is probably not the trajectory that he would have wanted to go in. I bet he would have done it though. I, I bet, bet he might but, have. But I but I bet if they if he would have done it if they would have met whatever his quote was. What but he probably was a higher level that was getting paid more when he stopped and they probably didn't want to you know what we yeah. should probably do is have Buzz Dixon back on the show and <laughs> I mean, now, ask him these questions. I don't think he would do this show. You don't show. think he would do this no. show? No. Here's the thing. I remember him talking about the Deke ears yes. and having never seen them. I didn't. I was paying attention, obviously, but didn't know what he was talking about. So now it would be interesting for me to hear all of his sort of Deke stories about their pyramid scheme and and to ask him whether or not they asked him back and he turned it down or if they just never asked him back. Uh, you know what? I'll reach out. I'll reach out to Mr. Yeah. Buzz Dixon. Uh, Buzz, if you're listening, you know, obviously we are Wait, big there's, fans. Wait, there's another season of this, right? Yes. Oh, man. We might, I don't know if I feel good asking <laughs> Buzz to watch an episode of Series no, 2. No, no, we show. should not ask him. <laughs> I don't but, think I would feel okay with that. Now that, we've, now that I've at least watched one season, I have a better take on the things he was talking about. But we could find another cartoon that he wrote of a different series to do it as a side episode and also talk about G.I. Joe Series 2. Yeah. I mean, we're this show. That's kind of a thing we do. Yeah. Talk about the thing that's not the thing. Mm-hmm. We might even known. have a new project that he's working on. We could also, most importantly... Ask Buzz about the layout of this living room. <laughs> is Buzz okay with asymmetrical couches? It's, the world needs to it know. It is very. It's like it's like it's like those BuzzFeed lists where it says, "Oh, you know, like type A people will hate this," and then they show you know sockets where one of them is like slightly off and bigger than the other one. Or it's Gina, like, that's literally every. <laughs> socket one of the things no, is a little no, bigger than the to, other you one have to Jan, look at these, you have fact. to look at these lists or like <laughs> perfectly laid bricks but then there's one brick that that is all askew it's very visually well, upsetting you guys me. have seen the most uh uh what is it the most un uh gosh it's the most it's the something video of all time the most uh, i had it in my head a second ago and then i lost yeah. it but the uh, it's basically them guy cutting a cake 
but he does it like with a piece at the very top. Oh, and yeah. And then cuts it that's, side over that's here. That's how I feel about this living room. It's the most unpleasing video ever or something like that. Those, <laughs> And I enjoyed the heck out of it because it's so upsetting. Yeah, it's, it's that's so what I'm upsetting. saying. It's very He's upsetting. He's drawing a perfect circle and then at the very end wicks off to the side. Oh, yeah. God. That's why my most, superpower is to be able to tap you on the shoulder and then yeah. disappear. This holds up if you listen I'm to just, Patreon. Just, just one time when we come over, just do it for me, just so I can see how it looks. It used to be that way. I, I, I never saw it that way. I only saw it, but also, like, I, there were boxes here. For so what you're saying is you didn't visit socially and now <laughs> you're sad you about that still unpacking i thought that this was still guys all this is said in the 15 minutes of footage i will put at the end of this episode guys don't listen to it it's terrible as, as someone who doesn't have stuff it's there for you i though. thought that all of this stuff was still being unpacked guys let's get out of this episode this is bioc we had a great time uh anything you want to plug i don't care so let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast we can talk about patreon Patreon.com slash knowing it's half the podcast. Over 300, I think it's over 370 episodes of this show are now in the Patreon. Yeah. That's how many we've made, literally all of them. Also, so if you many. send if you send a us time. a message on the Facebook page, Ray or Chan will get back to you. I, I will. I prefer no longer to do that. No, Gina <laughs> doesn't like dealing with what she calls the people. <laughs> uh, and, and she's not wrong. I sit up in my perfectly perfect. You're perfectly symmetrical, perfectly symmetrical aesthetically pleasing living room and look down on the people. Every part of this is upsetting. I, I am answering your messages in my underwear. If you're lucky, uh, shirt cocking it. If not, uh, I'll be on my phone. Sometimes, sometimes I'll type with my pee pee. Who knows? I mean, we, we, we learned today that Ray sees penises everywhere. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm finding that picture. I am cutting it out and I am putting it on the Facebook page. Everyone here has seen the picture by the time this happens. They are all already on my side, I guarantee it. I like I, part of me hopes it's true because it would be funny, but also a larger part of me hopes it's not true. And Ray spends the rest of the night looking for this image oh, of a wiener. Hope tonight. It's, it's nearing find. midnight, Gina. I, I think I need to be done. I hope it's true because he's going to cut it out. Of his computer monitor, yes. so that'll be an interesting thing. Yeah, I'm gonna get a get exacto knife and cut it off the screen. That's how it works, right? That's what you said. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you can catch us up on Twitter. We are on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast, or individually, you can hit me up at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And guys, we just we just finished two great series two Christy Marks GI Joe episodes in a row. This is this is a high point for us. This yeah, is maybe the highest it, it's gonna get. Like, this is oh, maybe the best we're gonna see. This is a high point for us. So what we should probably do <laughs> is put on our finest suits. <laughs> Go home to our respective apartments. I'm already here. <laughs> it's going to be a short trip. Yes. <laughs> By the time we get home, Chan will already be done. Oh, that's true. And then we would have chickened out. And no, then, we're done. No, then, we're not doing it. And then Chan could, be from beyond the grave, curse our names. And then you. Can... But then he'll become a ghost who can tap us yeah. and run away. But then I'm going to sneak into his apartment and fix his couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's enough for one night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you
I will not. Tell your listeners that you want a raw dog. No. I bet you there's a a WWE podcast called Raw Dog. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee it. I'll Google it right now, and whatever the first result is, I'll post on your wall. Raw Dog Podcast. (laughs) No, no, I'm just going to Google Raw Dog. No, yeah. Uh, Raw Dog Food Podcast? (laughs) Raw Dog Training Podcast. Wait, there's a Raw Dog Food Podcast? Where they talk about raw dog food? Uh, oh, I'll be darned. I didn't expect it. Uh, I figured there would be a raw dog podcast. I didn't think it would be wrestling, but indeed, it is a professional wrestling talk show. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but there is also the raw dog food podcast. Yeah. Uh, the raw oh, dog food exciting. truth online. Yeah. Uh, raw. Some... D- oh, raw dash dog training podcast. As someone As... who is in a raw cat food facebook group oh god what? damn it Look, what merlin no wonder has a you sensitive get... tummy merlin has a sensitive tummy and the only thing he can digest these days is is mostly raw food it's lightly cooked i thought it was i thought you're complaining about being in too many facebook groups yes. you're in what specifically no, for I, raw oh, cat food i had food. to join these when merlin was having health troubles and i tried everything and i tried everything the vet said and then finally and then you tried not I giving joined, him vaccinations no, and you're like oh this is i joined the a right. cats uh, kitties with ibd no chan to be <laughs> fair though she's tried to quit that group like three times and her writing partner keeps kicking her back into it <laughs> but then they kept saying try raw food and i thought they were crazy california hippies and i tried it and all of merlin's symptoms went away and this was like two years ago and they haven't come back but these people are fucking insane about about their raw food everything about this is they're fucking, they're fucking crazy about it you'll i'll i'll leave you detailed instructions when you watch Jim, we're, by the time we cat by the time i get home we'll both be in this group yeah. <laughs> gina forms added us look if your cats ever develop I, ibd and they can't keep food down because they're either puking it up or diarrheaing it out well, and what's then they ibd lose irritable bowel not syndrome disease disease ibd is nbd <laughs> That's, FYI. Look, at some point, if your kitties get old and they stop being able to digest food, you will come to me. And on that day, I will give you the name of a great, <laughs> mostly raw cat food, which, by the way, Merlin loves. And his symptoms disappeared a day later. And like I said, this was two years ago. Guys, I'm going to start the show. <laughs> Hey, everybody! God damn it, Chan. <laughs> I'm going to toss you over this balcony and you're no, on your own. No! Well, I get, hate eating, it. getting plenty of raw food that way. I, I hate <laughs> it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. I'm still going. I don't care. You guys <laughs> slipping me up too much already. We're doing an episode of G.I. Joe Series 2, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am... Race to Canis. Chan, what's the deal with why is your, as someone who's very particular and very type A, why mm-hmm. is your couch at an angle like this instead of against one of these walls? Uh, it was originally, well, uh, it's too wide for any of the walls. Even even this one? Yeah. 
Um, also, the TV's over here. Yeah. Uh, and then originally it was straight, and then uh, it was just it was just there and kind of weird. And then I put it in an angle. I'm like, oh, this is jaunty. No, is like I hate freakish. it so like, much. The it problem gives is, me anxiety. is this whole thing here, the the table and the 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 rug. That's all off, and we're working on that. We're working on it. But I. Uh, but, but why can't you just put it straight, just like an inch away from the door? Uh, cause it looks wonky and weird and, uh, How, really like weirder the space than this? Here's the thing. I don't like, uh, the, uh, uh, Enterprise, uh, E, <laughs> or I'm sorry, the Enterprise D's, uh, bridge cause there's too much Enterprise floor D's space. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't like that in my house. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> You're the one that started the show, and we were clearly not prepared. We were I definitely said I was gonna in a start different the show, headspace. And then I started it twice. Look, oh, boy. podcast fans, hashtag that couch needs to be straight. <laughs> All I, of this is going at the end of the episode. By the way, I'm not... <laughs> record. I'm not giving you pictures. Uh, Patreon people, I'll post a picture of... <laughs> it's, it's just, trust me, it is it is anxiety-inducing. It is it is the most, like, a picture, picture just an average rectangular room, which has a, a, a bookshelf in one corner, yep. flat against the wall, a yep. TV flat against the uh-huh. wall, and then a couch that half of the couch is sticking out at an angle, mm-hmm. and it is, it is, it is not comfortable visually it uh, is the it is the visual equivalent of it is brain diarrhea for i me. feel real good about it because the ace <laughs> i feel more comfortable in asymmetry no than i do I with like it. chunk 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 oh i hate it <laughs> Can we start the show for real no, you need to yeah. weigh in on this Please. i have no opinion on no, the architecture really of this living room you're not gonna agree with me <laughs> no th- this is it looks like it looks like there was an earthquake and part of the couch started jittering out <laughs> i will say that it's not exactly where i want it to be uh i gotta get like those those uh, things to like hold furniture in place. Uh. Speaking of not exactly where I want it to be. <laughs> oh my God, this is better than eating into the microphone. <laughs> this is the most upsetting. You catch me already not getting enough sleep. And you hold me hostage this here is, no. to talk about this asymmetrical is, living rooms on an audio content. medium. This is quality content. What is wrong with I just you? want people to agree with me. I, we spend hours in this room and I need it to be visually not upsetting. You've been in here for months now. Yes, and I only now thought, you know what? Because I didn't want to be impolite. And also, to be honest, okay. I thought that it was... I, I legitimately, the first like several times we were here, just thought it was because they hadn't unpacked yet. <laughs> like, all of the stuff is out of the room. I can't. I don't know what's supposed to be in here and what's not, but I thought you had not unpacked yet, and this was part of the not unpacking. Did I have a heart attack and this is hell? Is that is that you the part wished, I missed? You wish I, hell was this pleasant. I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna restart uh, the show. We are still figuring it out though, so like I think because like this is it. still all like blank and like a big empty space yeah, there. Like there with. should be, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think, okay, but you got but rid of the, the you got rid of the thing in the hallway. It looks it's, like it it's would right fit, there now. But it yeah. looks like this would fit perfectly in between these two bookshelves. Um, just like going in straight like yeah. that. Um, part of the problem too is this is square. It's not rectangular. So mm-hmm. it's like you, you can't really 
I, I'm putting this here because the microphones. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to get it so people can actually use it. Yeah. And then this is like this weird blank space, and I don't know. It's it's all it's all a little bit off. I mean, so. you could also just like measure from here to here and then get a couch that fits there. But it seems like this is the perfect size to be in between and against that. Uh, oh, uh, part of it is because Sai uh, uh, wants like space to like walk through and doing that, it kind of uh, blocks this off and Egon running around and stuff. Oh, this because, is a little specifically better. because of the table though. Yeah. But yeah. That, the table I, I don't know. That doesn't have anything close. to do with the couch. Yeah. The couch again, I like it. Can I can I go ahead and start the show? <laughs> I, we've been starting the show. This is quality content. We've already gone two two <laughs> legit starts of the show. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows, saying things like "Give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win." On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say, breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful thirty minutes of your week. So dig in; it's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 